We here at the Awesome Village are not very big fans of Star Wars, so we never do episodes about them. Well, we got a reason. We got a new... Well, there you go. So, uh, you know, spoiler. Today we're going to talk about the War Among the Stars. Um, because we just had, as we, you heard our review last week, Ahsoka launch. You're in possession of a couple more episodes of that at this point. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of those characters. And we're going to revive an old concept. The Mount Rushmore. What a twist. Because the and last time we did Harrison Ford. Right. <laughs> now. Now we're doing Star Wars characters. But, but what's the twist? What's the twist? If one of us picks somebody for our own Mount Rushmore, none of you guys. Yeah, so we're not doing one Mount Rushmore. We're each doing a Mount we're Rushmore. We're doing four Mount Rushmore. So Ryan's having four Greedos. Mount Rush four, <laughs> if you will. Only if he shot first. So. Oh, and by the way. McClunky. I'm Glenn. Yeah. I'm Ryan. I'm John. I'm Greg, as always. Uh, So we're going to have some fun. We're going to dive on in here. um, Talk about some some Star Wars there. So I feel like this is a good timing for this, because not just because Ahsoka just came out, but like when Ahsoka's done, we're going to have a long wait before we get there. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. We were having this conversation. When does Acolyte come out? I I mean, has the writer strike fucked that up? Well, I think, no, I think they were done. Are they done? Shooting it, yeah. That... So I mean, I mean, uh, acolyte would be the next thing. I don't. We haven't seen trailers or too much yeah. or anything about what that's going to be. I mean, we're, we've been talking about how like we're going to have to find other things to watch. But yeah. Or, or or like revisit yeah. the well. We're getting there but, soon. Yeah. Um, well, this might be some good time for some people to go back and watch some animated Star Wars. That's right. I'm currently yes. working look, through the Clone Wars. And since you know, before we start the Mount Rushmore thing, since we got Ahsoka, we have heard a few people that are not you know super into. They haven't watched all the animated stuff. Maybe we're a little lost by a few of the characters. So our good buddy Glenn here has done a little bit of research just to inform you. You've heard of Cliff's Cliff Notes. These are Glenn Notes. These are Glenn Notes. Which yeah. is, is it, is it primarily from Rebels? Primarily. So I got some stuff from the novels and from Tales of the Jedi as well. See, like, Rebels is, I think, a good thing to have Cliff's, because I think the first season, a lot of it, you don't really need. I mean, I would say the end you do. You, yeah, the well, end you know what? You do. Glencopedia will determine that, Glencopedia. Right? Glencopedia. So you want to hear? Yeah, so... I think most people know this already, but tell us a little bit about Ahsoka. What do we need to know about her backstory? All right, Ahsoka Tano was created by Dave Filoni. And this actually started in Clone Wars, not Rebels. Correct, correct, okay. yes. The stupid a, movie. Yes. The so, stupid yeah. movie. So Ahsoka indeed. Tano was originally created by Dave Filoni. He drew a sketch of this character with a um, another Jedi named... Um, uh, shit, what's Plo it? Plocoon. And uh, that's originally he wanted to make the Clone Wars about Plo Koon and Ahsoka. Really? George, I didn't know that. George Lucas saw it, and she's like, that's Anakin's Padawan. And he's like, but Anakin doesn't have a Padawan. And George Lucas says, no. I'm George <laughs> Hold Lucas. my beer. That's Anakin's Padawan. I literally put Jabba the Hutt back in A New Hope. I can do whatever that's I right. want. That's <laughs> right. So, um, so Ahsoka was born on the planet Shili, and she showed great force powers as a baby, especially involving animals, which we saw in Tales, Tales of the Jedi. Right. Great little animated That's shorts. right. She was discovered by Plo Koon, and uh, she was assigned as a Padawan learner to young Anakin Skywalker. Almost as a punishment. The Clone like... Wars movie. Um, they fight in the Clone Wars together. She has a lot of adventures with Anakin, with uh, Obi-Wan, and with Plo Koon. Um, the next kind of major thing, she's involved in what's called the Mortis Arc in the Clone Wars, where Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka get sent to this really weird planet that's kind of inside the Force, there's, they meet a family, the father, the sis, the daughter, and the brother. What did y'all think of those episodes? 
I just rewatched them. They're they're pretty cool. They're I've they're never weird. watched they them. Weird they're weird. Shit. The the father represents the balance of the force. The brother is the, the dark, dark side, yeah. and the sister's the light. And the course of the arc, Ahsoka is killed. She is revived by the sister, who then kind of embodies this little owl named Morai that follows her around everywhere. Um, Anakin and Rex later train her pretty harshly using actual blasters, and we see that in Tales of the Jedi. She kind of develops a relationship with Rex. Then the big thing was called the Wrong Jedi Arc. She's framed for bombing the Jedi Temple. She was expelled from the Jedi Order, and she was eventually proven innocent, but she leaves the Order anyway. Um, because she's like, fuck you guys, you had to believe me. That's right. So then she's uh, approached by a character named Bo-Katan that some people may know from The Mandalorian. And the Siege of Mandalore arc begins where Bo-Katan wants her help freeing Mandalore from Maul, from Darth Maul, who's in charge of Mandalore. Um, in the midst of this, she survives Order 66. She saves Rex and loses her lightsabers and Anakin just returned to her. Uh, after all this, she attends Padme's funeral. Bail Organa tells her about the rebellion. Um, then kind of after this, she encounters an Inquisitor called the Sixth Brother. She needs to defeat him, so she constructs two lightsabers really quickly, and she steals the Six Brothers' two kyber crystals, which were red because he was bleeding them, because that's what the dark side people do. She pops them in hers. They turn white because she's healing them. Um, after she defeats them, she kind of redesigns them. Later, she's revealed to be an agent called Fulcrum, who is a ha uh, handler for the Rebellion. It's like the middle of a pair of scissors. That's right. The folk, yeah, she's she's handling. Way uh, to the, physics it, Ryan. The ghost cruise handler. She first senses at this time that Vader is in fact Anakin. Um, after this, we get the Twilight of the Apprentice kind of mini movie in the middle of Rebels, where Ahsoka faces Vader. She cracks his helmet, and it seems like she died in a Sith temple. She's uh, later um, a character named Ezra Bridger saved her in a temple called the World Between Worlds. Is this interesting Force temple that unites all the space and time. Um, she later meets Mando and Grogu, fights a warlord named Morgan Elsbeth. She's looking for the last remaining Imperial Grand Admiral named Thrawn. And she spoke to Luke at Book of Boba Fett at his school. And I think that brings us up to where Ahsoka is in the beginning of the show. So, um, I know Ahsoka and Maul's lightsaber battle is the best animated lightsaber battle. It might be the best lightsaber how, battle. How high does it rank all time? I don't. I my personal opinion, Anakin and Obi Wan is number one for me. Duel of Fates is number one for me. Duel, really, I, I can't argue there. I don't know. Um, I think Ahsoka and Maul. To me, it's definitely. I would say top three. Um, I mean, that's the three. I would say what you just said. And what about Luke and Darth Vader and the Empire? I mean, it's a good good lightsaber battle. And it goes on for a while. There's, there's, and there's something about the the prequel ones where they look very choreographed, which I think is by design. But it's sometimes course. seeing like the kind of raw emotion, like Rey and Kylo in the in the Force Awakens. Yeah, sometimes uh, there's something about those that are very special. And in the Empire, there there and there's also a lot of not just lightsaber dueling. It's more dueling like. Vader just uses the force and throws a lot of shit at him, and and, and as much out. shit as this movie gets, and I hate to bring it up, the um the night the uh, Praetorian guard fight in the Last Jedi that was pretty, pretty, awesome. pretty yeah, that was really cool, but I don't really consider that a lightsaber battle. It's a fight with it's, a, it's a badass fight. I'll give it that. Yeah, um, but um, I don't know. I, I really like the the Ahsoka Maul. Yeah, fight. if you haven't seen that, uh, go out of your way to find that. Um, Ray Park did live action capture for Maul, so. Um, yep, that's actually him. That's yeah. Darth Maul. So, 
it, there's a, a YouTuber named Carly King, and she like does lightsaber, like she trains with him. And she met uh, Ray Park, and her meeting with him, like it's the cool. He is the coolest dude. She like he like teaches her how to do like a, a flip yeah, kick. There's and, like this this famous video of like Ray Park. At, I think he's at like a comic con. Someone like, give him like a double edged lightsaber and. He just fucking goes right into it. Well, we saw him at a Comic Con and he did some sort of weird flip kick in the middle of his presentation. Unbelievable. How old is he now? He's timeless. He's timeless, Ryan. There you go. All right, so let's start the Mount Rushmore. You don't want to talk about the other characters? I think, I think maybe we just go around one character at a time, uh, one uh, thing at a time, and then I'll do another one. Yeah. Another one. Okay. okay. I like that, Ryan. I try. Look, look at you. All right, let's break the monotony. All right, well, you could start then, Ryan. Well, all right, so my first character is pretty obvious for me because it's the. The character of my childhood is the Kyle hero Mundy. of my childhood. He is the epitome of a hero. It's Lando Calrissian. <laughs> <laughs> it's C-3PO. No, he's, a, he's a scoundrel. <laughs> uh, it's got to be Luke Skywalker. Um, Fuck you, Ryan. I mean, it's just, he just, is just, I don't know. Even the, the you know, the Gran Turismo, uh, get off my lawn. Gran Turismo. Oh, Gran Torino. Gran Torino. <laughs> Gran Turismo just came out. Sorry, that's. What's going I on. hear it's really good. I, I I'm curious about it, but uh, yeah. Uh, when Luke Skywalker turns into Clint Eastwood, you know, it's still there's elements of it that I I thought was interesting, but I mean, him his growth from A New Hope into the badass he turns into in Return of the Jedi, and oh my God, his appearance in The Mandalorians, uh, freaking phenomenal. Um, he's important to all of us, I think, as a, as as kids growing up, and uh, not just in Star Wars, just in who we wanted to be as as, a ki- as kids. Like he's uh, to me, I always just embody like Luke Skywalker. That's 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 the as a little kid, you know. Like, he's the leader. Yeah, like you you want your kid thinking, oh, I hope somebody comes and tells me, yeah, hey, you're you're special. You're gonna be like, a, like a, a, never give up. A, yeah, never. You're gonna blow up the Death Star one day and become a Jedi and take down the Empire. Like that's just badass shit. That's my first pick. All right, and just because I wrote him in this order, Greg, you're next. All right, uh, I'm going to go with the what six of the movies are about, and I'm going to say Darth Vader. Um, not Anakin specifically, but Darth Vader. Every single thing you see uh, from Star Wars typically had like they've, there's Vader helmets that they show. You just the second you see it, that's Star Wars. And I, I don't know that necessarily Lucas had it exactly planned out that way at the time, but you know. That original reveal of this this really complicated character, this complicated villain, we get to see his his journey in the prequel trilogy. Uh, you can't have Star Wars without. Do you think like, I think people criticize Lucas saying because Lucas has always said, "Oh, I always had this in my mind," but like I think it's more of a testament that I think that he didn't really have it all mapped out in his mind. And he came up with this. Well, like you, there's Lucas even said himself, he's like, "You write your stories, but you write them in pencil." Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they they took the original scripts for the movies, like the original Star Wars movie, and they made it into a comic book series, and it's vastly different from what we actually got. But yeah, I mean, it's it's fine to kind of work things through. He had an overarching plan, it seems, but I don't think the details were necessarily there. Mm-hmm. But what we got from from him, like kind of throwing things against the wall and seeing what sticks, was you know what we know now. Okay. All right, Glenn, you're next. Who is your first pick, and why is it Salacious Chrome? <laughs> It is clearly Sebulba. I was about to say, Glenn has Sebulba draws somewhere. And Ben Solo was actually named after Ben Quachineros. That's There we go. He lost his power couplings. There you go. No, my first pick is actually somebody that's very important uh, in my childhood, and that is 
Princess Leia Organa. Oh, I love it. I think she's one of the first you don't think kind of. She's too woke. Oh fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> she's totally wizard. <laughs> you know, from the the late seventies. Yeah. Uh, strong female character. Strong female character. She didn't take no shit. She literally grabbed the blaster well, out of. Somebody's got to save her. Exactly. Kids. And Carrie Fisher just sold that part. And I just I remember when when she when she passed. That was a tough day for me, but. Uh, Princess Leia is very important. I mean, there was a whole Friends episode about a male first discovering Leia when in the gold bikini. But mm-hmm. I mean, she was just that. I just she's very important. You know, one of my favorite lines of hers is when in Empire Strikes Back when she's literally Chewbacca's handcuffed. They're prisoners, and Lando goes to set them free. And when Chewie gets his first hand out and he grabs Lando by the throat, and Lando's like, "I'm just trying to help." She just steps right into his face. She's like, "We don't need any of your help." That's like they're right. literally prisoners. Five seconds ago. <laughs> and for someone to sell some of those lines from that first movie, which, I mean, I love George Lucas, but they're like, I've recognized your foul stench when I was brought on board. She, I like she how she, she had a weird British accent in the first movie and then just went away in the second movie. Yeah, so, but, so that's why, I'm, without a doubt, my first one's Princess Leia. I love it. All right, uh, my first one is, it's got to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. You mean Obi-Wan? Old, you mean Old Ben? Old Ben. From the I mean, the wait, so you're telling me... Ben Kenobi is the same person as Obi Wan. How how did you figure that out? Ben Kenobi, where is? He? <laughs> All right, so tell us about Obi Wan. Well, Obi Wan, you know, you, you start out, you first meet him, and he's just Obi-Wan. this old wise man. You don't really know a whole lot about him. He was a Jedi. At that point in the movies, we didn't really know a whole lot about the Jedi, other than you know they they use something called the Force, and they could kind of control people's minds a little bit. You learn in the next movie that there were some other Jedis, and there's this little green guy who's actually a wiser Jedi. So, you know, you maybe think a little less of Obi-Wan. And then you realize once you get to these prequel trilogies, Obi-Wan was probably the clearly most rounded Jedi who was just awesome at everything. I was about to say, would you say Obi-Wan is the greatest overall Jedi in the history of Star Wars? That we've seen? Yeah, I guess that we've seen. Uh, You can't say Luke because he kind of, you know, got all disgruntled. You could have said Luke. At you could have, but I mean, but you know, Luke was trying to build up everything from the from the ground up. But like through the prequel trilogies, through the original. I, mean, I guess style, we really didn't get to see Qui Gon enough. And that's that's, that's good, the other the alternative that would make. I think again, I think that for everything we know about the Jedi and what what Luke is like, Qui Gon's more of a balance. Yeah. And I mean, through the animated stuff, we did see people like Plo Koon or whatnot. But I guess you really got to know Obi Wan. He did. He's. And man, Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor, my God. They're yep. just... And the fact that in the, the first movie, like, Obi-Wan's dealing with dementia because he doesn't remember owning droids. So. Yeah, he's an yeah. old fossil. Well, I don't think he actually owned any of them. He didn't, I guess. Because Jedi's had no, had no possessions, right? Lucas really, like, knows how to, you know, read the fine print with his... This hot oil bath is going to feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you turn him into Stewie Griffin. <laughs> I say! All right, so... R2, what are you doing? All right, All right. we got our first pick, so, so now go ahead and tell us about Ryan, Ryan, well, I'll just go there. Ryan's got Luke Skywalker, Greg has Darth Vader, Glenn has Princess Leia, and I have Obi-Wan Kenobi. So those are off the board. Okay. All right. So the next, I will tell you about a character named Sabine Wren. Beautiful hair. Yeah, she does. Beautiful day. Beautiful day. Sabine was again created by Dave Filoni. She's a Mandalorian, right? Yep. Born on Mandalore to the house to House Wren, and uh, it was also uh, no, 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 House Stimpy. Yes. Kylo Ren. 
<laughs> shot off of uh, House Vizsla, as in Tar Vizsla from The Mandalorian, played by John Favreau. Well, you said House of Rim. Yeah, Sabine Rim is her name. You don't think she has any kind of... No, thought. it's, it's, it's spelled it's it. W-R. It's, there's a, there's, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, there's a silent... Warren. Warren. <laughs> yes. Stupid ass. But yeah, so she she's descended from House Vizsla. Her mom was named Ursa Wren, who was a member of the Death Watch. Uh, she entered the Imperial Academy when she was old enough. She blindly followed orders and developed trust issues because of this. She created an Imperial weapon that could destroy Beskar while she was at the Academy. She finds and takes something called the Darksaber from Maul in Season 3 of Rebels. She then learned to use this uh, Darksaber from a surviving Padawan named Kanan. She plans to use this Darksaber to reunite uh, all the Mandalorians. She then leaves the Rebellion to uh, fight a Mandalorian civil war against another rival clan called the Saxons. Sabine and, the, and her Mandalorians would... Um, they uh, help save the rebellion from uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn, who's about to defeat them. Um, the Ghost Crew then helps free Sabine's father from being imprisonment. Sabine destroyed her Beskar weapon and then gave the Dark Saber to Bo-Katan, so she could return to the rebellion and Bo-Katan could reunite Mandalore. And if you've seen the Mandalorian, you know how well that turned out. And <coughs> the finale, she was the last to see uh, our main character of Ezra, and she promised to watch over his homeworld of Lothal. And that's where we pick up with her in Ahsoka. So that is Lothal. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought so. Yes. And Clancy Brown does reprise his role as the governor that he voiced originally. He is—he's a treasure. He is, he is a treasure. Is he going to be your for those of, for those who don't know? Clancy Brown was the prison guard in Shawshank Redemption, and he was the voice of Lex Luthor for many, many and episodes. And he was the of... Kurgan Highlander. That's right. And he played. And he voiced many. And he characters. was the the new villain in the the revival of Dexter. And he was really good in that. Yeah. Was. All right. So we're we gonna snake it where we start with you, or we're we gonna start with Ryan. I think we snake it. So I think I think John gets another one. Okay. All right. Um. Well, I said I picked the you know Obi Wan Kenobi because I feel like he was the the most well rounded of the Jedi. I'm gonna go with the polar opposite, and I'm gonna go with Darth Sidious because. Nothing would really have happened in these movies had he not been there pulling all the strings and being, you know. Pull the strings. Pull the strings. Yeah. Pull the strings. I mean, he was the, the strategist. I mean, he was a politician. He was a, he was a warrior. He, you he could was, call him a phantom menace. You could. <laughs> the dark side is a pathway to many abilities. Some would consider unnatural. Um, yeah. Uh, he's his, his plan was pretty epically evil and brilliant um, the way he took down the Jedi um, it was a, a flawless plan and the best part about it is Maul's realization at the end of Clone Wars as to what he's actually done really like just emphasizes the sheer grandeur and scope of what Sidious pulled off and then somehow, somehow he came back the novelization actually explains what happened. Hashtag but but you, you can't go with the novelization because you yeah. can't expect the general movie watcher to read I know, the novel but, as well. Yeah. Hashtag but, six movies. Look, I mean, I'm not. We're not going to get into the whole Last Jedi thing, but I, least, I'm not planning on it. <laughs> no, but what I'm going to say is at least like they could have at least followed through with some continuity from that film instead of just saying somehow he's back. 
Well, they could have. They we, we very well may see that in yeah. the TV shows too, because they, they're 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 starting to dip their toes into some cloning stuff. They they really are, and I mean, look, I love Filoni and uh, Favreau. Maybe they can make some sense of it. I hope so. But uh, whatever. All right. So if we're we're going backwards here, Glenn, you are next. Okay. Um, Ahsoka Tano. The reason we're doing this. Um. She started off as a pain in the ass in that Clone Wars movie. Is there any other character that you can think of that when you first saw them, you hated? Logan Eccles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that became, like, so Cousin, cousin Richie. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, she's... I can tell you from the last time we went to Disney World and went to Galaxy's Edge, we saw more people with Ahsoka Tano merch on than any Star Wars character come by. I love that. I love that. It was children, adults, women, men. Everybody has Ahsoka stuff. She is, I mean, she's got the two, she fights with the two white lightsabers. She is, in her words, not a Jedi, but she's more yeah. Jedi than not a yet lot a woman. of people. So. Well, like, my, my daughter was just kind of sitting there wa- watching her tablet while I was watching Ahsoka, and I was on the second episode. And um, she was just kind of looking up every now and then. And she, she loves all the Galaxy's Edge, and she likes some of the, you know, the Star Wars stories. And she didn't really know who Ahsoka was. And uh, she's, you know, got a couple of toy lightsabers. And uh, I, she was like, who is that? I was like, it's Ahsoka Tano. I was like, she used to be a Jedi. She's like, really, does she have a lightsaber? I was like, she's got a white lightsaber, and she's got two of them. And, like, as I was saying it, it was the scene where she, like, walked up on the mm-hmm. others, and she took them both out. And Clara's face was just, like, her, her jaw just dropped, and she was, like, watching. I was like... Yeah, I was like, do you think strong female role model? <laughs> Glenn, you're the Disney World expert. Do you yes. think they're gonna like change the the whole lightsaber construction thing and maybe like I know like storyline wise in terms of when you go in there you're like in between the last Jedi and, and, and going. You think they'll maybe change it around to they where, already have in Disneyland where, where you can like make a, a well if you go in so if you go into Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland you'll see like Mandalorian and Boba Fett and Ahsoka Tano they're walking around right. Well, I heard so, Ahsoka's in Disney World too now. Oh yeah, well no, she's only in Disneyland. Oh, it's right only now. Disneyland. Yeah, right now. Okay. Um, they've just recently put Mando and Grogu in Disney World, so they very well might. Um, everything that happened with the Star Cruiser, I think, has had them kind of rethinking their strategy. But um, I think that they're they're not going to change like Rise of the Resistance and Kylo Ren's ship. That'll always be there. That's fine. But I, I, just, I, I just I just think in terms of building your lightsaber, I think it should encompass. The whole thing, of like yellow and white ones. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Why not? I think I think that'll happen eventually. Nice. My lightsaber experience was a little bit ruined because I went through the whole thing, the whole the whole thing, and then when they lit up the lightsabers, mine didn't light up. <gasps> and I, it was a problem with the hilt, and they had to replace the hilt. I'm not gonna lie, I got a little teary eyed during I'm that sorry. whole sequence of the, the way they did it. Just, I mean, and I could tell you when I did it, the um, the guy that was like the trainer in the middle. When I did it, it was the day that Obi Wan Kenobi premiered on Disney Plus. Oh. And he literally did a Ewan McGregor voice the entire time he was up there. So I just, I, I was the first one of us to, to do it, so I didn't know what to expect. And I should have known with Disney and the way they do things in such a grand way. I, I've never experienced anything like that. It was so they still got the grand. Though, they really like tapped into your childhood, like because when you were a kid, you like I want a lightsaber. And this now is, you got one. You got one, and this is how they do it. And it's, and it's a very, it's expensive, but it's a very well made. Oh, I, and the funny thing is, I ran into a couple. Disney World employees on the way out, and they're like, I just can't see myself paying for anything. And I explain part of what goes on, and they're like, okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I, I got to do it. Like, it's fantastic. It is. All right. Greg? Um, well, the force requires balance. And so, Yoda, 
I seek Yoda. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we first we first meet this crazy little fucker on a swamp planet. <laughs> Hooda man, he's Yoda, Yoda man, man. Uh, where he's uh, fighting Luke for some granola bars and and uh, you know just the true best duel is him and R two D two fighting <laughs> over that land. <laughs> Mine. He's at the stick. Yeah. How uh, you get so big eating food this time? <laughs> but uh, yeah, from from that to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Yoda, like uh, you know his appearance in the Last Jedi, he's the character that. Along with Darth Vader, I think when you just show a silhouette, you know that it's Star Wars. So, uh, you know, his wisdom, his, his way of speaking, um, you know, that that's a character that I always, you know, you, you go back to and you do or do not, there is no try. And from a filmmaking perspective, what they did with a puppet in that film is yeah. very groundbreaking. Credit to Frank Oz. Yes. All right. Ryan, it's back to you, and Patrick Mahomes is still available. <laughs> <laughs> um. This one's a little, a little hard. Um, Lobot. I think, uh, even though... I, 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 Gamorrean Guard. I mean, that's not a bad choice, actually. A Stormtrooper would not be a bad choice. But uh, I'm, I'm actually going to go with Han Solo. Um, Call him Yuki. I'll, I'll put him with his best friend. Um, you know, just the... Han was the, the cool guy who always just... Mibuki. Didn't necessarily know how to get out of any situation, but it just figured things out on the fly, sort of fly by the seat of my pants. The solo movie, I feel like it's good, but did do we did we need it? Do you really need any movie? I mean, I'm just I'm, just, I'm spitballing it for you guys. Yeah, that is the the question of our generation. Did 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 we have to have it? Like, did it enhance anything for Han Solo for you guys? Just gave me it a little bit fun. of background. Yeah. I thought it was a fun movie, and it gave us. I really liked the Kira character. Mm-hmm. So it gave us some fun characters, um, and I mean, I, I thought the train sequence was filmed spectacular. And I, I loved Woody Harrelson's character. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I thought it gave us. It was an interesting experiment because I think it was the first. Even though they called Rogue One a spinoff, I think this one was the first standalone film. That yeah. And, Kind of didn't tie into the other ones. No, it didn't really have the force. It, I think without Solo, you might not get Andor. Possibly, I didn't love the guy who played Han Solo. He wasn't bad, just didn't really. He was fine. He was okay. I did, I just. He's uh, grown on me a lot, actually. I've rewatched that movie a lot. Yeah. Um, and he's good in Oppenheimer. He is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Harrison Ford's portrayal as Han Solo will live in film history forever. I think it's iconic character and I think you know sequel trilogy for what it, whatever you want to say about it The Force Awakens oh he was fantastic it, it set up I think a, a great art for a villain um, and, and you know, why you want to hate this son of a bitch I love all the memes now where it's just it's like Han Solo telling a bad dad joke yeah. and, and then he gets <laughs> he gets killed from saying, yeah. <laughs> it's just like the, the Carl memes yeah, <laughs> yeah. alright alright Right. So, Back to Glenn. That's right. So it's time to hear about Harrison Dula. So gotta love a green girl. She's good. So uh, <laughs> she's created by Dave Filoni yet again. Of course, he's got some weird fetishes. Yeah, she was born on Ryloth to Elney and Cham Syndulla, who was a freedom fighter featured in the Clone Wars. Cham fought alongside Anakin Obi Wan and specifically with Mace Windu. Cham, um, in uh, an episode of Clone Wars? Yeah. Yeah. Liberty on Ryloth is the name of it. Season 1, Episode 21. Wow. Yeah. 
Cham's um, wife, uh, Elni, died shortly after the Clone Wars ended. The Empire then occupied Ryloth after the end of the Clone Wars. Initially, Cham trusted the clones because of his experience with them during the Clone Wars. Um, in the aftermath of this, a Y-Wing crashes during a battle on Ryloth. Hera rescues an astromech droid named Chopper. Hera and Chopper discover em the Empire is strip-mining Ryloth, learns to fly and fight from a group of clones known as the Bad Batch. Hera, true Chopper style. That's right. <laughs> Hera and a former Jedi Padawan named Kanan form a rebel cell called the Spectre. They recruit a Force-sensitive child named Ezra on a planet called Lothal. Hera is the first to test fly and develop a new fighter called a B-Wing. This helps the Rebellion uh, fight the Empire. Hera and the Spectres join Cham Syndulla and the Twilight Freedom Fighters trying to drive the Empire off of Ryloth. She then finds out Cham only cares about freeing Ryloth. He really doesn't give a damn about the whole rebellion, which really upsets her, and she kind of leaves her uh, home. Hera and the Ghost crew later return to Ryloth, where Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn, uses family artwork to deduce her identity, and an uh, ongoing rivalry with Thrawn then begins. Hera then uh, leads the whole rebellion at the Battle of Chopper Base. It was her first time stepping away from the Spectre cell to command the full rebellion. Then, the Star, as I call them, the Star Wars Ross and Rachel, Hera and Kanan, finally admit their feelings, hook up, and kiss as they plan to liberate, liberate Lothal. Hera is then shot down and captured by the Empire. Kanan rescues Hera and sacrifices her himself to save her and the Ghost crew. She then rejoined the Rebellion to free Lothal. At, in the, uh, afterwards, she has a son named Jason, fathered by Kanan. She fought with the Rebels through Endor and was promoted to General. And that brings us to where she is in Ahsoka. That B-Wing turns on a dime. That's right. So. All right. Questions? Comments? Hey, we like Mary Elizabeth Winstead in this I one? like her. Yep. Hera's my that. least interesting character. Well, you see, to me, she's one of the most interesting. She's like the mom of the group. I, that, that's exactly what she is, and that's why I just there's not much to her to me. Okay. Um, that's just my opinion. Far out, man. Far out. All right, Ryan, it's back to you. And again, Patrick Mahomes is still available. Mm. I'm going to go with Darth Maul. Um, Good I choice. Know, he was only in one film before he got severed. <laughs> he but was halved. But as we find out... He got, he got uh, Wild Wild Wested. As we find out in The Clone Wars, um, he somehow survived that. So at least they explained the somehow. Um... And, man, he turned into quite a character. He did. Um, through Clone Wars, through Rebels. Jesus, his... Solo. Yeah, but I think I think <laughs> my favorite of him was the end of Clone Wars and then his, his arc in Rebels where he's sort of like manipulating Ezra. Oh, yeah, he's just the old man. Yeah. Um, Call me old master. I, I thought he's, his character's fantastic. Which in that, do you notice in that scene, he kind of mirrors what Yoda does in Empire Strikes Back where he's acting kind of crazy. A little bit, yeah. yeah. And he's cool because, you know, Sheev Palpatine had to become Darth Sidious and Count Dooku had to become Darth Tyrannus and Anakin had to become Darth Vader. But Maul was already cool, so he's like, your name's already badass, you can just be Darth Maul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, remember the marketing for Phantom Menace? What made everyone go nuts? It was the double it was the him double with the double lightsaber. Yeah, because he was so horny. <laughs> Gregory, I need to go with uh, a man who really needs no introduction, 
but he's around for the entirety of everything. Witnesses all these events. Uh, a lot of plot points, you know, hinge upon this guy, and that is R two De Toa. Get to come from. He, uh, you know, he he's got such a foul mouth they bleep him out constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, he belongs on that mountain. God damn it. Uh, I agree. Yeah. He if you wouldn't pick him, he was he was gonna be my next choice. Um. So my third choice. What the hell? I'm gonna go with Ray Skywalker. Um, I will defend this character from the live long day. I'm so happy she's getting a return in um, an upcoming film as a as, as a Jedi. I love her introduction on uh, on you know, Jakku um, as the scavenger girl who uh, goes on this mission, and I just I love Daisy Ridley's performance. I really like. I just love the character arc that she goes on. Teaches a lot about found family. I think she's a, a you know great role model. I just I just like Ray. Do you have a certain uh, a movie that you like her best in? I actually season? really like her in Rise of Skywalker. Honestly, really, I do. Okay. Uh, I like the fact that she's learning from from Princess Leia. I did like that beginning uh, part, I, yeah. and I, I really like the the whole fight with her and Ben. I just I don't, I just I, I I love I love her her love her arc, and I thought Daisy Ridley was just charming as hell. And I think she belongs on the on the mountain. All right, for my third pick, I gotta go with somebody that's just gonna be my buddy up there, Chewbacca. Oh. <laughs> just the the ever faithful best buddy that will be your ride and die. He's got a fucking crossbow. He's got a fucking crossbow. Can I try that? <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Yeah. All right. One more to go. All right, so you ready to hear about Grand Admiral Thrawn? I don't know. He's a fucking blue bastard. <laughs> Elon Musk. His, his, his cousin is the yellow bastard. from Cincinnati. Okay, so unlike everyone on this list, Grand Admiral Thrawn was created by Timothy Zahn. That he, he was. He first appeared in the Heir to the Empire trilogy that was published in 1991 through 1993. In which books. Thrawn returns from an unknown place and leads the... Imperial Remnants against Luke, Leia, and the original crew. However, this um, series was made Legends in 2014. Um, the canon of explanation of who Grand Admiral Thrawn is, um, he was found on an unnamed Outer Rim planet. Uh, he's from a race called the Chiss. Well, do we know if any of this is really true now? Yes. This, yeah, is, this all, is the canon stuff he's telling you about. Listen to the dude's story. story. I was. He just walked into the middle of the movie. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Okay, so um, the, he's from a, a species named the Chiss. They are known. They are from the unknown regions, which is an inhospitable area of space that is uncharted and so chaotic. Hyperdrive computers can't navigate. Pretty much only Force users and Purgles, which I will get to later, can fly through this space without being destroyed, such as we saw in uh, Exegol and Rise of Skywalker. Um, Thrawn was an exiled Chiss warrior. He then uh, he joined the Imperial Navy. He rose quickly through the ranks and drew the ire of his superiors because honestly, the Imperials they're kind of racist. They don't like blue people. Um, at the end of the novel, just called mind. Thrawn, he meets for the first time Darth Vader. And the sequel to this was a novel called Thrawn Alliances, which Vader and Thrawn were sent to a planet named Batu by Palpatine, and in there, Thrawn learns. Uh, Vader's identity and realized he fought with Anakin during the Clone Wars. Um, he was then contacted by uh, an Imperial governor named Price to assist with 
the uh, to their battle with the rebellion on a planet named Lothal. He allows a rebel cell to escape. Uh, that was his like long plan to end the rebellion. He is known for studying enemy cultures' art to determine their weaknesses. Thrawn then de uh, developed a program called the TIE Defender Program, in which he was equipping TIE fighters with shields and hyperdrive. That was his plan to uh, win the war. And while he was developing this, he ends up butting heads with a uh, man named Director Krennic, who wants the funds for the TIE Defender Program for his Death Star idea. Uh, that was in the novel Thrawn Treason. Um, Thrawn then attempted to kill Senator Mon Mothma after she, up, she spoke up against the Empire, but the Rebellion got her butt out of there. During the final battle of Lothal, a uh, young Force-sensitive guy named Ezra Bridger used Force connection to these space-dwelling animals called Purgles to dra drag Thrawn's whole Star Destroyer to parts unknown. Space whales. Yes, yep. which are Purgles, and do you want me to explain those now, or you want to wait? Uh, well, we could wait, and I'll do Purgles in... Um, another character. I'm just giggling, thinking of. You like, saying you're doing purgles is like the drug. Yeah, yeah we're gonna yeah. do some purgles, or or maybe some sort well, of like new, an exercise. Some sort of new exercise. Yeah. exercises, right? Yeah. I'm just imagining Thrawn talking to Vader's like, "Hey, you ever purgles are penis? Yeah. You ever, you ever you ever met this guy Anakin back in the day? <laughs> you remind me. <laughs> you kind of remind me of him. And he's like, "Dude, I am Anakin." And you're like, "No, <laughs> bro." <laughs> All right, so it's me again. Okay. So, Wrap it up. I feel like on this mountain, you have to have one of the iconic Star Wars just f images is that Mandalorian helmet. But for me, now, it's not Boba Fett anymore, and it's yeah, not Jango right. Fett. It's Din Djarin. No, 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 no. Like it's the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yes. Okay, um... This is the last round of the draft. You don't really have to talk about these people too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Din Djarin, I, 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 like, I like this pick. Um, he kind of, with the, the gunslinger of the, mm -hmm. of the universe, right? Okay, let's He's see. the Clint Eastwood of... <laughs> He's very tall. <laughs> um, iconic Star Wars guy. This is my last one. Damn. Um, let me think. I think, um, well, uh, you know what? I think, again, like you said, I'm just thinking of this uh, mountain and who we're going to carve on here. I'm going to pick Wicket W. Warwick. Put an Ewok on this. Ewok? Yes. That, that celebrates the love. Just because that's, that's I'm just picturing if, if you're looking at this beautiful mountain, you got to have an Ewok up there. That song no longer exists, Greg. Tough, it does. <laughs> I celebrate its entire catalog. <laughs> All right, Greg. Um, look, if you're going to talk about what you should carve into a mountain, and you have already the characters that I mentioned, you need a bad motherfucker up there. So oh. I'm going to go. You got Darth Vader. <laughs> Mace Windu. Oh, okay, there you go. Um, you know, Mace Windu. Like I, I, I look, Samuel Jackson. You know, makes the character. He demanded a purple lightsaber, and goddamn it, he got one. And things could have gone very differently uh, if uh, he would have been allowed to bring, you know, Sidious to justice. So I think he deserves his place up there for being one of the grand masters on the council that we met. So I think if you were, uh, we're talking Mount Rushmore, you know, iconic carvings of Star Wars and characters. 
this isn't necessarily a particular character, but I think it has to be up there to represent Star Wars because when you see it, you know what it is, and it's got to be after the Stormtrooper. I like that. Good choice. I mean, do you want it to be Finn, or do you want it to just be random no, nameless Stormtrooper? I, I want an, the original Stormtrooper. That would be kind of cool, though, if it was like, it was John Boyega and the helmet was like kind of <laughs> on the top. <laughs> All right. Where are you taking this thing? <laughs> You believe it's this the, boy? The, the Rushmores are completed. Yes, and so I'll just end this by mentioning what purgles are. So you may we may hear this term in Ahsoka. So purgles are ancient, so they're these giant whales, and the reason they're important, ancient civilizations originally saw these purgles enter hyperspace and thus discovered a new way to navigate space. And before hyperdrive computers were invented, a la Han Solo talk explaining this to Luke, only Force users could navigate hyperspace without bumping into these things and instantly destroying themselves. And I will end this by talking about our little boy Chopper, one of my favorite Rebels characters, and his kill count because he is one of the most deadly characters in all of Star Wars. In fact, I've saw arguments online that call him a war criminal. <laughs> so in the course of just the Rebels show, Chopper, C1, 1OP, also called Chopper, has killed four droids. He directly killed 19 people with a weapon. With explosives, he killed at least, uh, he killed, to my account, 20. And due to sabotaging a Star Destroyer, he killed over 50,000 Imperial officers. Man, he needs to be brought to Nuremberg. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Chopper, who was voiced by Dave Filoni, by the way. And you do see the Purgle silhouettes in the last season of The Mandalorian. Yes, you do. All right, so our Mount Rushmores, Ryan's Mount Rushmore is Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Darth Maul, and Stormtrooper. <laughs> I like that. No, I mean it's it's an, icon, it's an iconic it's an iconic image. Uh, Greg's list is Darth Vader, Yoda, R two D two, and Mace Windu. Glenn's list is Princess Leia, Ahsoka Tano, Rey Skywalker. And Wicket W. Warwick. You got, it's th- three girls and an Ewok. That's right. That's a sitcom right there. It's like a, it's like a spin-off of Three Men and a Baby. I win the woke award. You did, yeah. All right, and I got I got Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Sidious, Chewbacca, and Din Djarin. Obi-Wan. <laughs> These are very different and very good. I, I don't know who's going to win. Audience, tell us who won. Yeah, who won, yeah. And why is it me? No, it's not you. I, we, we expect Bruce to deliver a 30-page dissertation. <laughs> oh, I don't know if he's going to No, no, he's no. Not, no, no. It's not his thing. But uh, but still, I would love to hear Bruce's take on this. He would have to watch a lot of stuff. That's but, fine. Which, throw down the gauntlet, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, right. Any, any big Star Wars fans out there listening to this, find us on, on the socials and let us know who yeah. won. And remember, there are many places you can listen to us. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, really. And... On all of our social media accounts, like... You can find us at The Awesome Village Podcast on Facebook, X... Which is the artist formerly known as Twitter. That's right. Instagram, Threads, and TikTok. All right. And if you like my little breakdowns of all these characters, I may separate these and do uh, separate TikTok videos in each one to... Remind you who they are as you're watching Ahsoka. All right. Well, this has been Greg. Brian. John. Glenn. May the force be with you. We will see you next week.